You know, the first year I got into real estate, I lost my entire life savings my first six months in real estate. You're listening to the Just Start Real Estate Podcast. If you're serious about your real estate investing business and need real answers, you are in the right place. And now, your host, Mike Simmons. Hey, thank you for joining me on Just Start Real Estate. I appreciate you being here. Welcome. You've never been here before. If this is your first time, I appreciate you being here. Thanks for checking us out. If you're coming back because you've been here before and loved it, welcome back. I appreciate you too. Guys, if you are enjoying this show, please go on and give me a rating and review on iTunes or, or Stitcher or Spotify, wherever you listen. Give me a rating and review. It really, really helps me keep the show going. Guys, today we have a great one for you. I've got a real rock star realtor and trainer of realtors on the show. He's a CEO and founder of Haas Pratt International, the premier resource for agents and firms that want to take their business to the next level. He is the best-selling author of Listing Boss, the definitive blueprint for real estate agent success, and he is the creator of the super successful Listing Boss real estate course. So he's really dialed into realtors and really making sure that they have all of the skills to just blow it up and just be amazing. And we had a great conversation. He's really, really good at what he does. And I'm excited to bring him to you today. Guys, without any further ado, I give you Haas Pratt. All right, Haas, thank you for being here, man. I appreciate you agreeing to be on the show. Welcome to Just Our Real Estate. Hey, Mike, it's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, I'm excited about this. So, um, I, I, you know, they heard a little bit about you in, in your bio, but let's let's dial back a little bit. I think people, a lot of times, it's easier to identify when you don't just start where someone's a mega success, right? It's a little bit tough to identify with. Let's go back before real estate, before, you know, your businesses and all that. Like, what were you doing before you got into real estate? Maybe you got into it right out of, right out of high school or college, but what was your life, what did it look like prior to building your business? The odds were stacked against me, um, is what I would tell you. I, I uh, didn't go to college. I barely made it through high school. Uh, I would grew up in Northwest Missouri, a rural area, working on farms. And, you know, I used to milk cows, used to milk 250 head of cattle a day. Wow. Uh, I uh, started my first business, uh, a lawn business as a teenager. And I, um, and I, I would, uh, you know, I would, you know, call in the winter. I'd say, Hey, my name's Haas Pratt, Pratt Lawns. I'd like to come give you an estimate on your lawn care this spring. And I built up a book of business over a hundred lawns. Nice. Um, one of the biggest commercial uh, contracts in the Midwest I got when I was a teenager. Wow. And, um, and so I was, I was successful as a teenager uh, at, you know, just from picking up a phone and making, starting a business. And, you know, and that's really where everything started for me on the entrepreneurial front was where I, Everybody told me that I had to go to college and everybody told me that that was, if I didn't, I would fail. And so everything I've done has been pretty much against the grain, Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, and it's always, I don't know, it looks like it, it's always worked out so far. What was your, just as a weird question, but I, I've had this asked of me and I think it's interesting sometimes, especially with you, because you, as a kid, you were sort of entrepreneurial. What was your house like? What was like, for example, what was your dinner table like? Like what, how, how did that go in your house? I was the fat brother out of four boys. <laughs> okay. okay, I had uh, I was the third um, uh, the third kid, so I have two older and one younger, and I guess that's where it started. Okay, you know, I, I, you know, on a deep psychological bet you know, level, it's uh, you know, just wanting to be loved, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, going out there doing, you know, my uh, brothers were all athletes. My 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 dad was an insurance agent, and he would go to 
he'd go to work every day in a suit and tie. And he was my hero. And I wanted to be him. Like yeah. he looked like he was a good looking guy. He had a suit and tie, sold insurance every day. My, my whole life, I remember him going to the office like that every day. And uh, so for me, I think that was um, that the seeds were planted at an early age that yeah. I wanted to be like my dad. And, uh, you know, I wasn't going to be the athlete like my brothers were. They were star athletes. So yeah. I would do things, Mike, like go pick up beer cans in the ditches, you know, uh, after school to collect money for cans. Yeah. I would go knock on the neighbor's door and, and ask to scoop their snow. Yeah. You know? So for as long as I remember, um, I had that curiosity and, and that desire to make, I don't say it's make money, but you know, I mean, cause it's not all about money. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, that was definitely how I kept score, you know, keep score. So that, that uh, business you had of, of doing lawns and this lawn care business you had, what made you stop that? Why not just blow that up and be the biggest lawn care in the country? Like what, 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 what changed for you? I was, I was fortunate that I had a mentor uh, and Jimbo was his name and Jimbo was a millionaire and uh, his, his family invented the hay baler and mm. Jimbo took me under his wing. And this is, this is how I, for me, how everything started for me was Jimbo was um, he actually, uh, you know, said, man, I, I, put, I stored my lawnmowers in his barn and that's how I met him. And he, and he paid attention to me and he just, we just became buddies and he was 20 years older than me. And he, and he watched me and he mentored me and he said, he goes, you need to move. I'm like, why do I need to move, buddy? I'm like living on top of the world, man. I'm like teenager <laughs> making six figures, you know? And he goes, cause you said you want to make a million bucks. You want to be a millionaire. And I go, yeah. He goes, well, you need to leave and you need to go where the money flows. I go, where's that at? He goes, you, he goes, you belong in Texas. I was like, Texas. I was like, we're at in Texas. He goes, Dallas, Texas. And, uh, and he Jimbo to, he had me, he had my attention and he took me, on my first airplane ride and we flew down here to Dallas and I've never been on an airplane. I've never even seen the ocean. You know, I, I didn't see the ocean. I was 21 and, and, uh, and he made me set the date and we drove around. I said, on November 15th, I'm selling my lawn service and I, I'm moving to Texas. And that's what I did. Wow. And I didn't know a single person here. I sold my lawn business to my brother. It's still in business today. Still okay. mowing the same, that same contract I got as a teenager over 20 years later, he still does it. And, you know, I'm down here in Dallas and, you know, in real estate and, you know, on a whole different path. And, but yeah. it wouldn't have been that case if I didn't have Jimbo in my life. And I did. And if I let my fear stop me, you know, see, that was my first, uh, my first lesson in, in, in leaving the good to go to great and being willing to lose it all to gain everything. Um, yeah. being not letting my fear stop me. And, uh, and, and those are the things that, you know, that have always propelled me even to this day, like every, I mean, there's been multiple times where I had to do that. Yeah. Where I had to leave the good to go to great. Yeah. I had to stop selling the, the course, the thing that I wanted to go do something bigger and better. And, um, you know, and I think as an entrepreneur, that's so important to do, man. You got to cut the cord and trim the, you know, the branches of the tree so you can bear fruit. So just out of curiosity, I, and maybe you said it and I missed it, but why could you not do real estate where you were? Why, why? Why Texas? Why Dallas? Why not any other state? Like, what what was the point of? I mean, what was the lesson there? And, and, and did you ever look back and go, "This was where I had to be"? Because there's real estate in other states, obviously, right? So why Texas? You know, here's why. I I, I don't. I it's uh, Jimbo said you become a product of your environment. So make sure your environment's one you want to become a product of. 
So I, it's not so much that there's not real estate success. It's the fact that that's where I was from. It's where oh, I, it's all I knew. Um, you know, I was homecoming king in high school and I had so many friends and and I can't say that those people, I mean, right or wrong, it's just the area, right? I mean, propelled me forward. Yeah. And, you know, as we, as most entrepreneurs, we grow up, we have friends, those friends, you know, a lot of times hold us back. We got to yeah. go change our environment, yeah. surround ourselves with different people to blow our minds to another level. And, and, and I didn't know that then um, that looking back, I, I, I be, I wouldn't have became who I um, am today without yeah. that change of environment. It just, nice. it's leaving the nest, you know, of where you come from. Yeah. It's such an important part of growth. Gotcha. So when you got to Texas, you didn't know anybody, yeah, nothing happening there. How'd you start? What'd you do? What was the first move? You know, it was, the, it was uh, you know, I came here and, and I was, um, I, I saw a guy, you know, I was like, man, he was a, he was a real estate agent and I, and he was wearing a shirt that asked me about real estate. Because at the time I was going door to door, I got a job uh, as a door to door salesman, and, and when I got here, and and that's what taught me how to sell. Um, so before I got into real estate, I spent a few years just knocking a hundred doors a day, every door. Every what were you floor. selling? Spa coupons, salon and spa coupons. We're okay. inviting 20, 20 uh, of our neighbors in to come in and experience ninety percent off our services. Here, check okay. it out, right? Gotcha. And and I would go. Every, in an office building and hit every office, hit every door. I would you know, skip floors. I mean, it taught me yeah. so much in sales, dude. I, I uh, and and then uh, once I did that, I, I got it. That's when I got into real estate. It was time to ascend my skills, and, and I got my real estate license and became a realtor. Uh, you know, a few years after I was going door to door. Yeah, you know, I've heard that story from multiple people over the years. That not the same story, but the door to door yeah. thing, right? That all yes. those those repetitions and those no's, like just just getting up to bat and taking yes. a lot of swings. You know, eventually you do, you do get better, and, and that's such yeah. a there's such a high rejection rate with door to door sales that you get very. No, comfortable yeah. with nose and it doesn't bother you. Yeah. And you know, it, it, you, uh, selling knives, selling vacuums, selling coupons. You're right. There's a, this is a key thing that I've seen in successful people. There's a period of time where they had a, a season of repetitious selling and, and, and it doesn't have, it doesn't take much of hundred doors a day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like to get, what happens is, is it gets conditioned in you and you know, within a few months, like you're conditioned, like, you're forever. Yeah. I mean, forever. It, it, that's the thing. It doesn't just go away. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like yeah. once you, once you experience it, I mean, it's worth, it's worth gold. Yeah. Um, that, I, that, you know, that, that skill. I think what scares people about scale about sales is that no. And the best salespeople I've ever talked to and, and worked with, they, it doesn't even affect, they don't care. It doesn't bother them to hear a no. It doesn't crush them. It doesn't even, it doesn't even put a blip in their radar, like nothing. It just, okay. And they move on to the next one. Right. Cause it's like yeah. that whole cliche or, you know, it's about every no is getting you closer to your yes. It's true, but most people can't get through the no's. They just can't deal with it mentally. It's just too hard. You know why? Why? Cause they haven't ever done it. Yeah. Yeah. It's scary for people who've right? never done it. Right. Yeah. Totally. It's the key. So that's you. It's because you've never done it. Yeah. And, and um, so just do it and just do it and think repetitious selling. So if you're like struggling with selling, then think in terms of repetitious, think in terms of instead of having five conversations a day, you need to have a hundred. Yeah. And, 
because you'll never get that muscle having five conversations a day yeah ever and, and so just get in it and you know and don't make don't take sales or any of that personal don't make it about you it's not yeah. about you it's a numbers game it's a confidence game it's an enthusiasm game it's a tenacity game it's yeah. a next 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 game totally totally I love that so you started off selling these coupons and you found this guy who was a, a realtor he was in real estate did you did you just dive in right then? Did you quit your 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 you know yep. your coupon job and just go straight forward? What did that first year look like when you were in real estate? You know, the first year I got into real estate, uh, I lost my entire life savings my first six months in real estate. I okay. worked eighty hours a week. I, I had, uh, I blew fifty grand. I mean, over fifty grand just in six months uh, of just hiring coaches, hiring marketing, just throwing spaghetti at the wall to see what sticks. And here's what happened. Like, this is what's cra- this is a crazy lesson. I want everybody to hear this because it wasn't that I wasn't willing to do the work because uh, I was, I was working 80 hours a week when I got into real estate mm-hmm. uh, and, and I had a model I was following, but I wasn't, and I was came from the door to door world, you know? And, but my approach when I got into real estate was, was I was, going door to door, meeting people saying, Hey, I'm Haas. I'm in real estate. If you ever want to buy or sell a house or know anybody it is here, here's my card. Would you call, have them call me? And I would do that f- five people a day, um, every day. And, and I would write a handwritten note. I'd put them on a mailing campaign. I did that for six months. Here's what I learned. That was waiting for people to come to me. That approach was me being not so much proactive, but reactive. Yeah. I didn't control the sale process. It was like, yeah. I was, I was, I was waiting for Susie to tell Timmy that I'm a realtor. Yeah, exactly. And it was a blind spot. And, and, and so one day I, I almost got out of the game and I was like, man, I was losing money. I didn't, was it getting results? And I pull into my real estate office one day and there's five wrapped Hummers, big old wrapped Hummers. And they had this picture of this dude on the side and he looked like he's young. I'm in my early twenties at this time. And I pull into my office and I'm Go to the, I'm like, go to my broker. I'm like, who is this guy? She goes, oh, that's Mike. And, you know, he's uh, your age. I'm like, he's my age? I'm like, how's he? Like, she goes, yeah, he sells like 100 homes a year. I'm like, how? And I went and I met him. I said, Mike, I'm Haas. I go, how are you doing this? And, uh, you know, that moment I saw success. And, you know, sometimes, most times, you know, you don't know what you don't know. But when you see it, like I'm dyslexic too. So I don't know if maybe that has something to do with it. But when I see with my own eyes. Yeah, that somebody else is my age is doing it. It just clicked, and I yeah. took my first listing the next day. And thirty days later, I had thirty listings. Wow! I finished my first year with nine million in closed sales, um, all of which came from the second part of my first year. I was rookie of the year, and so I that started. I uh, and I only went after listings. Um, I I would uh, I would prospect for three hours a day on the phone, setting appointments. Um, from nine to noon. And then I would go on listing appointments from four o'clock to seven o'clock. And I you know, quickly became one of the top agents around. I was known as the Texas kid. So I would do, people would interview me on these podcasts. They'd be like, how are you doing this? You know, you're new to a market and you're, you're just crushing it. What are you doing? And so I would always share what I was doing and, and, and teach people what I was doing. And, you know, so that's always been a part of my success is I do it and I teach people how, how I did it. Yeah. And I know you do teach agents, you do that, but give us, give us a little flavor, right? Because you, you basically laid out this thing where I almost went out of business. I spent 50 grand. I was throwing things against the wall. Nothing's really working. I meet this guy who's my age, a young guy at the time. And then boom, I explode the second half of the year. You've like, I would, 
be doing a huge disservice if I didn't say, give us some idea of what happened. Like what changed? What did you do differently? There's riches and niches and the nichier, the niche, the richer, the rich. And I forgot that. Um, you know, I knew that in the lawn business because that's how I got the biggest contract, you know, that there was in the Midwest because it was a niche. It was a gas pipeline company that had multiple substations around the Midwest that required a lot of insurance. It was a niche. Not everybody was bidding on it. Real estate, um, the niche that I discovered was for sale by owners. Um, when I discovered the for sale by owner niche, the people out there that wanted to sell their house that were unrepresented, that didn't have a licensed agent, yeah. it was a matter of me just calling them and saying, I see you're selling your property on 123 Main Street. You're willing to work with realtors. Are you paying a 3% co-op? When do you want to sell the property? How long are you going to try to sell the property on your own before you decide to explore their options? And I would have this conversation and these people would just list with me. They would, I would get them to agree to meet with me. And, uh, and that's when everything changed. So the answer niches. Um, the lesson is, is find niches, stop trying to be everything to all people. And when you focus on a niche, it's easy to position yourself as the expert. So here's what I did. Fizbo's for sale by owners was the first niche. And I got that system in place. We were cranking, we were rocking. And I'm like, I kind of like maxed it out. I'm like, okay, well now what's next? And then expired listings were the next niche that I went after. Okay. Those were uh, properties that other agents failed to sell. Yeah. Right. So we get this data and I'd call them the day that the home expired. Hey, I see your property expired. And I would just have these conversations, Mike, like over and over yeah. uh, for hours a day. And just like I did when I went door to door, just like I did when I started my lawn service, it just works every time. I still do that same model today. Nice. Um, and it just, it works. You that's, know, the only time it doesn't work is when I forget, when I forget that there's riches and niches, when I forget that you can, you know, convince people uh, to, to list with you if you show them what you can do to, yeah. to solve their problems, yeah. you know? And yeah. It's more that not forgetting what works. So what now? Just for context, um, how, what time frame are we talking about? What what years were, were you starting off? Like what was happening in the yeah, market? Two thousand. Uh, yeah. So this was after uh, two thousand one, two, three, four. Okay. After nine yeah. eleven. Yeah. After all that, the market. You know, I'm like I came to Texas right after nine eleven. You know, the economy was crazy everywhere then. You know, yep. and. Um, you know, then 10 years later, um, I'm in real estate and then we experienced the crash of 2008, nine, right? Yeah, All that. yeah. And so how did that work for you? How, what, how did you survive that? Cause not everyone did. How, how did you survive that, that time frame? Um, I pivot. Uh, and this is why if I look at my story and my, I pivot every 10 years. So okay. there's a, there's a, a pivot that I've done. I'm pivot, I pivoted uh, this year since COVID. Um, and so after, 9-11, I pivoted, sold the lawn service, moved to Texas, get into real estate, sell real estate for 10 years, stay in that game, become one of the top real estate agents, sell my business um, because I'm going to, I want to travel the country and teach people how to do the same. So mm. I sold my business uh, in 2000, right before the crash and like right before it. And, and I, uh, and during that crash, I was traveling the country, helping people through the crash. Okay. I was, I was doing, I've done a thousand seminars in 48 states. I, I would do multiple seminars and events a day. And I did that. I was on the road five days a year, uh, wow. you know, 200 days a year on the road. I yeah. mean, just gone. Um, yeah. and, and that, and that's Mike, what for me, when it, when it crashed, I saw, I went all in on that and, uh, you know, and I didn't do it. And this is an important thing. I didn't, I didn't do it um, in those few years of me being on the road to get rich. Um, I was building my skill. I was building my list. I was building my relationships. I was yeah. building the audience. 
And this is an important thing because if somebody says, I want to be a speaker, you're never going to be a speaker if you start off charging people to speak. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You, you, yeah. Mike, you probably talk to people. Like, I want to yep. be a speaker. Well, you know, cost 10 grand to hire me. I mean, dude, I've never, I, I, I'd rather not charge anybody to speak. Yeah. I do it for free because I have solutions to offer the audience at the end of the presentation. Sure. Yep. Right. Yeah. Uh, but that's what I did. And um, for years, um, that's what I did. And then I, I um, for 10 years, that's what I've been doing, man, is I've been helping real estate agents grow their business, uh, you know, brokers get free in real estate, but you know, even from investing in real estate to selling more real estate to, you know, to making their uh, business more successful um, through the best marketing, the best systems, you know, and that's what we do. I systemize agents business and I help them grow um, to the next level. Okay. That's what I was going to ask you. You've, you've obviously talked to a lot of people. You've taught a lot of people. What are some of the big ones that the agents are doing wrong in their business that's holding them back? What are some of the big mistakes that they're making that you're able to help them work through? The first thing that agents, you know, this industry has a 90, 95% of the transactions are done by 5% of the agents as a turnover Right, a revolving door of the industry. Yeah, here's why. It's the same reason I didn't go to college. Uh, I'm not knocking college. If you went, look, I just I never liked school because they never taught me things that I thought applied to the real world. Like I just just give me the shovel, dude. Just give me the microphone. Just give me the pen. Like yeah. I just just give me the thing. And like in real estate, uh, it's no different. You know, you go, you're gonna get your real estate license. They, you know, it's a whole business yeah. <laughs> helping people get their license, right? Sure. I mean, there's schools yeah. that do this. Yep, and they. And then you go through and you, you, you buy all the books and you take the test and you get licensed. Now you're a realtor. But like, dude, this is the thing. That's just the beginning. Um, none of the stuff that you learn in real estate school really applies. I mean, this is about, at this point, sales and marketing. You're a marketer yeah. now yeah. who happens to be in real estate. You're in the getting the phone to ring business. You're yeah. in the prospecting and sales business. Like, this is the, this is the reality of real estate. And and that shift, Mike, has to take place. Uh, how fast that shift takes place from a new agent to um, you know the, the 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 marketing agent? Yeah. Well, to me, it took six months and fifty grand. <laughs> yeah, I think probably a lot of times people get their their license and they just figure I'm an agent. I'll start getting listings. It'll start pouring in, and that's that's how they fail. But what do you think about this? This is a little bit of a tangent, but. You obviously went all in. How hard is it to do it as a part-time agent? Someone who says, I'm just going to do it on the nights and weekends and I have a full-time gig. Like, do you do you think that's a recipe for disaster or is that something that people can manage? I mean, depends what you, the outcome you want. I'll tell you, if, you uh, if you're trying to become a successful realtor, then you'll never be able to do it part-time. Yeah. If you're piddling with your own investments and you're for your friends and family and you just have a license that you're just use, I mean, then just know the purpose of the license, yeah. right? So you're, but if you want to build a real estate, um, be part of a real estate organization, be a realtor, you want to sell houses there. It's, you can't do it part-time. It's, yeah. it's very difficult. Yeah, I agree. I, I think everything in life is about focus. What you focus on, you're going to get better at and what you do, the repetitions, right? When you, the more at bats, yeah. the better you are. So, uh, I, I couldn't agree more with that. So, Let's talk a little bit. I know you wrote a book called The Listing Boss. Why did you write? First of all, I've written a book. Yes, I've written a book. And we're going to put the link in the show notes and everything for you guys so you can you can get that. But I wrote a book. I know how hard it is. I know how tedious it can be. Uh, I get it. Why put yourself through that? Why'd you do it? It's a great question. Um, 
<laughs> only only someone who wrote a book could have that kind of a question. Like, you know, I guess the, the answer, honestly, I just feel called. I feel like it's my duty. I feel like, you know, who else is there to write that book? There's only one listing boss book. Who else would have wrote it? You know, who yeah. else could? You know, I, be, I believe that I was put, you know, if I look back on my life and I look at the people that came into my life and the, and the things that, that just changed the trajectory of my life, it's really hard to look back and think that I did all this on my own. Yeah. And it's very humbling to me. Yeah. So like, I, I, um, I love telling my story because I believe that's why I'm living this story is to tell it. And I, I believe that's why I was born is to tell the story. I do. And, and so for me, it's not about, Oh, I just want to write a book. It's about like, it's it's a it's why I did what I did so I can so I can take the thing and 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 then put it in a in a model that other agents and other people can follow, uh, you know. But it is writing and creating. You know, for me, um, it's been a it's a skill set that I had to develop that I had to take go from doing to telling yeah. from doing it to teaching it. And here's like <clears throat> here's what it is, Mike. The skill set of organizing my thoughts. Uh, was a skill set that was probably the highest paying skill set that I've ever developed for mm -hmm. myself. Being able to go from having the skills because I did it to now, how do I go tell other people um, in a book, in a course, in a training, in a speech? Yeah. And uh, and for me, that uh, skill set of of organizing my thoughts and and presenting and selling one to many. Uh, is what changed everything. So like, that's all I want to do now is just be able to take and be able to, you know, this is an asset, you know what I mean? To me, like if I get hit by a bus today, this thing's still going to be around. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I love that. And it, um, and it's timeless and it's not going anywhere, you yeah. know, and this thing has put me in so many rooms and it's put me on the phone with so many people, you know, and, and podcasts. And, yeah. uh, and so this is uh, I think for any agent or any entrepreneur, if, if you're good um, and you're a skillionaire, then all roads lead to a book. Put your uh, t put your uh, experience into a book so you can help other people. I love it. So is the book kind of telling your story or is it more like how to be a kick-ass agent? Oh, like, okay, yeah, it's gotcha. both. Okay, good. So guys, check that out. We'll put it in the show notes. So at this point, you said that you pivoted during COVID or at the beginning or somewhere during COVID. How, how, did, how so? Was that... Cause I think you've been, you've been talking and, and, and teaching people for years. Like what, what was the pivot? What's the distinction that's happened during that time? Yeah. So for the last 10 years, I've worked with all real estate companies and brokerages. I would speak at the associations, you know, the mm -hmm. state conferences. So I was, I, I had to be fairly independent. I mean, really independent for most of my career because yeah. then people would, brokerages would, you know, I've got contracts to coach their agents and so forth. So for, uh, and I, uh, there's a company called EXP. That's uh, yep. the fastest. It's one of the fastest growing real yep. estate companies. I'm familiar. I'm, yeah, you're familiar. And I'm yeah. good friends with the founder and co-founder. Like I've known about them since they started. Uh, we came from the Keller Williams world. Mm -hmm. You know, I did like the first training at EXP in the cloud when they started. So like okay. I've known from the very beginning and, um, and I helped them and I helped coach their people. And this company just grew and grew. And, um, and, and I made the decision because uh, to go all in with EXP uh, because it's the only model out there that I can help agents achieve financial uh, freedom yeah. from having equity in the brokerage to revenue share um, to increase commissions. And, yeah. and so for me, I, I, I got, I'm really good at teaching agents how to sell houses uh, and, and, and collecting commissions. Yep. But I, 
but there's no freedom um, in going to get another deal. Yeah. Like, right. I mean, yeah. That, yeah. That, that's real estate. It's yeah. you're just going to go get the next deal. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, so what I did is I a partner with EXP, um, and we're building the biggest organization in the world with uh, with my partners and and uh, with EXP because we want to help agents. Uh, become free through revenue share, through equity in the company, nice. and through helping them coach them so they sell more houses. Um, you know, I partnered with Tark El Musa. I brought Tark El Musa into EXP, Grant and Elena Cardone into EXP, uh, Lisa Copeland, Sharon Lecter, who wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yep. Um, all of those people are my business partners. They're all under me within this company. And um, I support all of them. Um, I do. Uh, I've, that's my job now is I support them and help build their infrastructure because they are like bringing all their people in yeah. to this rocket ship, buddy. That's and huge. it's so fun, man. It's so cool. Dude, that's yeah. so awesome. I think it's all about, like you said, pivoting and just knowing what you want. And and you, you made a good point earlier. You made a lot of good points. But when you said going from good to great, right? Being willing to sacrifice what you have for what you want. I mean, I'm paraphrasing what you said, but that's essentially what you said. I love that, man. I love it. So with, with COVID and everything, this is... This is going to, you know, we're, as we're recording this, like mid March, um, what are your thoughts? And I know we don't have crystal balls. I get that. You're not making promises, but what do you, what are you anticipating happening in the real estate market over the next 12 to 18 months? Do you see a crash coming? People were talking about it quite a bit six months ago. Now I don't hear as many people talk about it, myself included. I really thought we would see a turn in the market by the first quarter of this year a little bit, but what do you think is going to happen? You know what? Uh, it's a great question. And I ask that question all the time. I'm surrounded by smart people. You know, yeah. I was literally in a helicopter this weekend with Grant Cardone's helicopter flying around Miami looking at investments yeah. and like, and just listening to these guys, you know, talk about what they're buying and why they're buying it. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, right, it's well, just, give us some insight into folks yeah, that are right, flying around right. with Grant Cardone's helicopter. What do they think is going to happen? Buy is what the, the lesson is. And that's buy. what they're doing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they're buying. Um, and, you know, the uh, but you know, in terms of the re- on the residential side, because that's I'm involved in that all yeah. the time. I am, am blown away that the, the the market is still the way it is on, as a seller's market. Me too. Around the country, dude. It's the greatest time in the history of real estate to sell a house. If yeah. you have a house, like it'll sell today for probably more than it. I, I think ever will. Right. You think, it, you know, of course, it goes up, but it's like. Yeah. I've sold some real estate this year that I'm like, man, there's no way that it's going to keep going up, but it has. I'm yeah. like, dang. And so I'm with you on that. Um, but I, I, so there's a little, there's unpredictability there as far as where yeah, the market yeah. goes. But right now, man, I've never seen it this high as a seller's market on the residential side. It, it's, yeah. I agree. I think if you are considering selling your house, now's the time. Um, And if you're, this is another kind of a weird one, but if you're a landlord and you have like, I'll just say what I'm doing. I won't be weird about it, but I, I have, I have rentals and some of my rentals have more equity than I can believe they have. And so I'm actually selling them right now. Houses that are cash flowing just fine, I'm selling them because I don't think that equity is going to stay forever. I see it going away over the next couple of years. So I'm selling it, holding on to it when the market crashes, go out and buy more rentals, right? Um, But yeah, I'm with you. I can't believe that I'm not, I didn't necessarily think it was going to crash and burn by January, but I thought we'd start seeing some shift in that direction. And the fact that we're not is crazy. I actually sold my house last year because I, I was considering selling. And I thought, 
now's the time, right? But I can't believe six months later, I probably could have sold it for a little bit more. It's just amazing. This is this bubble that just seems like it's going to explode at some point. But well, listen, man, I, I just want to make sure people understand listing boss, get that book, guys, go out there and get it. Is there anything else that you're working on right now? I know you're working with Grant, you got some big stuff going on. What else can people look for from you? And where can they find it? And what should they know about? Yeah, man. Thank you, Mike. And you can go to listingbossbook.com and get the book. Okay. I'll send everybody a copy. Just pay the shipping and handling there at listingbossbook.com. But you know, what we want to do is we want to find people that uh, want to be a part of what we're doing, you know, on, on the real estate side with EXP. Uh, we're looking for people that want to grow with us, uh, people that have a, a license, uh, both investors and on the real estate agent side. We want to align a partner. We think that this is not only the future, but it's the only option for real estate agents. I, I believe that. Our team believes that. And now is the time. And so for any of your listeners that want to be a part of something big, um, reach out to me and shoot me an email, Haas at HaasPratt.com. And um, you know, let's just have a conversation and see if it's a fit. I love it. And we'll put all of that in the show notes, guys. If you're running on a treadmill driving, don't get in an accident. Don't don't have to get off the treadmill. We'll put all that in the show notes. Uh, go grab that book. Like he said, it's free, just shipping and handling, whatever. Go go get that. You can't beat free, right? So go grab that. And uh, I, I suggest going and checking out what he has going on. This EXP thing, I know about it. I, I get it. I get what they're up to. It is a unique and very interesting and, and a model that has such potential for, for not just making money, but growth and learning and training. So uh, it's a great platform. And I suggest everyone take a look at that. Hossman, thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. I'm glad we did this. And uh, good luck to you the rest of the year. Tell Grant I said hi. He's going to go, Mike, who? But it's fun. It'll be fun. Uh, tell him I said hi. And uh, good luck to you and everything you're doing, man. I'm, I'm really excited for you. It's big stuff. Thank you. Appreciate it, Mike. Good job. Thank All right. You. Thank you. All right, guys, go grab his book, Listing Boss. If you are an agent or you want to be an agent or you just want to understand how to be successful in that world, you have to go grab the book. I had a lot of fun talking to Haas. He's a fun guy doing some big things. But guys, you heard it. It's a theme. He hustled. He went out there. He knocked on doors. He did all that stuff, all that prospecting, talking to clients and talking to sellers and talking to people and just honing that skill so that he could get better. He didn't just sit around waiting for it to come to him. He went out and got it. So it's now it's your turn. Go out there and get it. Make today the day that you change everything and start yourself on the path to what you want. All right, guys, get out there and go for it. I'll talk to you next time. Okay, you're still there. You're still listening. That's awesome. And I really appreciate that. Now, hopefully it wasn't an accident. Hopefully you didn't leave the room and I'm just talking to an empty room right now. But assuming you're still there, I want to do something really, really cool for you. For a limited time, I want to give you a free digital download of my book, the entire book, Level Jumping. If you're a listener to the show, you know it just came out and it really details how I took my business from being like one where I was just doing a few deals a month, maybe one or two deals a month, to doing over 10 and sometimes 15 deals a month and over 100 a year. And I went from doing very little profit to over a million dollars in profit. And I made that transformation in a 12-month period. And this book talks about what I did, the steps I took to transform my business and how you can too. So grab a free digital download and you can get that by texting the words just start as two words now just start to the number 55444. 
4. So text just start to 55444. I will send you a free digital download of my book. It's the complete book. There's nothing held back and that'll be completely yours just for making it to the end of the show and listening to me and I really really appreciate it guys. So I want to do something nice for you. I do this every once in a while at the end of shows and if you listen to the very end every once in a while I do a giveaway like this. So hopefully you enjoy that. Go grab a free copy. I hope you read it. I hope you love it. Reach out, let me know what you think. All right guys, talk to you next time.